Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Amen. If you can just drove by the mountain today and saw the snow up there. And we certainly are at another season. Amen. Another time. And uh, that's what I'm speaking on today. A new season. So let's turn to Isaiah while we're standing. Thank you for your patience. And I just think our quality of our songs and uh, has just increased, Brother Solomon, and his yieldedness and sensitivity has just increased in the last weeks. And I appreciate that. I really do. He's really appreciate the generation that's coming up and is able to be so sensitive. Amen. We. We know that we live in a changing time, and even in the message, we uh, have gone through things in different churches and backgrounds, and, and it's just good to be able to be with people that are flexible and have patience and are willing to keep the lighthouse on here in this area. God bless you, each person that's here today, and well, well, welcome in the name of the Lord. We're going to read scripture. And then uh, you can have your seats, and then I might just make some announcements while you're seated. Amen. A new season. Isaiah chapter 65. Notice it's at the end of Isaiah. Isaiah is like 66 uh, books, 66 chapters in the book of Isaiah. The Bible has 66 chapters. uh, books of the Bible, so Brother Branham talked about Isaiah and how it just paralleled so much, and looking at the end of Isaiah 65, verse 17, Brother Branham spoke about these verses in a Future Home, 1964, and also proving his word, so if you want to listen to how he spoke about Isaiah 65, speaking of the millennium, but also speaking about the new heavens and the new earth. And you see that in verse 17, it sounds like that, um, behold, he said, I create, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. Praise the Lord. Isn't that a good verse? You almost need to stop and kind of take a breath a little bit. Hallelujah. All the former things shall not be remembered nor come into mind. So, wow, that's really wonderful, isn't it? I mean, so everything that's negative about this life, when you're in heaven, or even your future home, or even in the millennium, the things that you've had to go through in this life, it's just going to pass away. So stop spending so much time on things that's going to pass away. I mean, I'm encouraging you today. Just... Pause in the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, renew my mind. Renew my heart. I create a new heavens and a new earth. But as we look in verse 18 down through our next few verses, you're going to see him speaking about the millennium. So just watch this. We needed a prophet to talk, speak to us about a new heavens and a new earth. And then he drops right into verse 18. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem 
and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. Is this good today? We are definitely speaking of another season. Let me just have your attention. We're not talking about what's happening here today in America or Israel or in the world. When we're speaking about these verses, the voice of crying and the voice of weeping. So we're actually speaking of another season, speaking of another land that we're preparing for. We're preparing to make sure we're there today. That's what this is all about, is to make sure you're there. There shall be, verse 20, no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that hath not filled his days. For the child shall die an hundred years old, but the sinner, being an hundred years old, shall be accursed. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. This is the millennium. Brother Branham read this verse. He was tying this into the millennium. The thousand years, they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall long enjoy... Have you ever felt like sometimes your life is like a sandcastle on a beach somewhere? I'm speaking today on a new season. I believe this is going to help somebody. Have you ever felt like all your life is like a sandcastle on the sand shore and the waves come in and it just demolishes and it takes away? And you say, is this all there is to life? Is this all there is to my living? I'm here to be an encouragement to you today. Eternal things are eternal. Your life is not in vain. It is but a vapor, but it's not in vain. When you give your heart to the Lord, there's another season we're living for. I'm I'm trying to help you today to look beyond the now. Look into another season. Verse 23, they shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth for trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. You mothers ought to be able to underline that there. My seed, my offspring, my son, my daughter, you that have believers, you that have, amen, Sister Karen, our children are going to be there. My children are going to be there. And my grandchildren. Rahab believed in that. She got her household in. It's not what the Seahawks are doing today or the Mariners. It's like, let's bring our family together. Let's bring our loved ones. Let's talk about the goodness of the Lord and our offspring with them. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. I tell you, that's definitely not happening in Israel today, is it? They're fighting. They're warring. We're not talking about this season. We're talking about another millennium time for the believers. The wolf and the lamb 
shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, and dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, saith the Lord. Can someone say praise the Lord? Amen. Yesterday was Remembrance Day and Veterans Day, but there's not going to be any machine guns in heaven. There's not going to be any tanks in heaven. No more tears will dim the eye. Holy be peace, Brother Steve, forevermore. That's another season. But God help us in this season today. Help you in your season of life. And God bless you. You can have your seats. Sorry, I hadn't expected to be so broken up today. and I'm sorry about that. Maybe it's not something to be sorrowful for. Maybe we need more times like that. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we, we can just speak about a place and speak about a land that we're going to. Amen. Speak about a time that our offspring is going to be there and we're going to fellowship. and There ain't going to be no sickness in heaven. There ain't going to be any loved ones. Like our Ukrainian families aren't here today. They've been stricken with this influenza. There's not going to be any sickness in heaven. There's not going to be any prayer requests in heaven. There's not going to be any sorrow or kind of looking around saying, I wonder if so-and-so made it. No, they're all going to be there. And if they're not there, it's because they weren't in his mind. So somehow God's going to help you and I as we look down that table that's thousands of miles long at the marriage supper. You say, well, so-and-so or so-and-so, where's so-and-so? No, he's going to take that little something out of your heart so that it's not tears of sadness, it's tears of joy that, that you made it and that God's mercy and God's goodness was extended to you. Does anybody feel happy about that today? That God's mercy and grace extended to you in your lifetime. In your lifetime, God have mercy for you. God had grace for you. And we want to uh, welcome Sister Victoria's brother James here today. God bless you, Brother James. And thank you for coming today and for visiting us, the Childers family. God bless you and the different extended family, the Childers and ones. And the, is this the Robsons? Amen. Is this the ones they slip in on us? And we welcome you today. Amen. And Brother Macmillan and Sister... Um, Tanya are enjoying their family here. Amen. God bless you. And may the Lord lead you at this time in your life. God bless you. I'm just so thankful for the God's goodness and mercy. And even last weekend what he did for us. Did you enjoy the services? I, I have all of my notes here from Brother Madiba and Brother Samuel Browning. And it was just such a rich time. And um, maybe if you missed a service or wanted to go back and hear, I just thought they dovetailed so wonderfully that God was mindful of our little church to give us such good quality of ministry. Uh, today is the 12th, and the Lord willing, we'll be having a Bible, Bible study tomorrow. I think it's going to be at the Diaz home. Is that correct? Is it going to at the Diaz home upstairs? Is it going to be upstairs, I think? So... Maybe speak to Sister Elizabeth or Brother Michael Diaz about where you come in or if it's a side door or something. I don't know. And it's just a little bit different of an arrangement maybe. But um, we're thankful. And we're thankful for Sister Charity that's given us her home for so many, 
times, and if she's upgrading or changing, that's really wonderful. She did a great job on our lawn here at the church, and then the, wind, the winds came on Friday night and brought all the leaves and things. It speaks of a new season, doesn't it? It speaks of a new time. And I'm just going back and forth because sometimes you feel like you're living your life and then all of a sudden the winds come or, or, or the leaves all come or the power goes out and nothing's normal anymore. It's like nothing's constant. But God is trying to give you encouragement by His Word that He's with you today. I'm also announcing two Sundays from today, the 26th after Thanksgiving. We're going to be having an evening fellowship, a meal and fellowship. It's going to be down by the ocean. We've rented a, a, a building there from 4 o'clock till 8 o'clock. And it's um, Squalicum Boathouse, and it's just going to be a wonderful time. Amen. we just expecting a good time of fellowship. All is invited to come. And the Lord willing, our brother Andy Weathers is going to be speaking to us. And so um, that service won't be streamed or, or, um, or um, on the internet. So we all want, just want to make sure we're there. Amen. Amen. I really did enjoy Brother Samuel and, and Brother Mediba. They send their love today to you, Brother Mediba and his dear wife. He made it back home safely uh, to South Carolina. Brother Browning today sent a very uh, lovely voice note to us saying uh, greetings and him and his dear wife. Did you enjoy them? And their son, Brother Paul. Now, just looking into December, uh, the Lord willing, on the 10th, we'll, we're going to have a special speaker, Brother Andrew Dodd. I uh, just confirmed this morning he's going to be speaking for us that Sunday. I'm looking forward to that. On December the 24th, I know this is a month away, but uh, so you that have families uh, can plan. We'll be having one service on the 24th and no evening service. And the 27th, uh, there'll be no midweek service that uh, Wednesday. The 31st, we'll be having a morning service. And then uh, the time for the evening uh, type of service um, is maybe going to be around 7 o'clock till 9 o'clock. We didn't feel to have a late, late night for the saints and, and for it to be a long, long day. So uh, we'll just be uh, getting back with you on the December 31st for the evening service. What time? That's going to be, but I'm looking forward to uh, what the Lord has. I also need to show you this. These are some message books that while we were having our anniversary meetings last weekend, there was some of our Polish brothers and sisters were preparing this for you and I. Isn't that incredible? I see Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Humble thyself. And, and this is the, the night time. I think this was Saturday night. They were packing and getting ready sending a crate of books. One was going to uh, Liberia, Africa, and one was coming here. And I'm just so thankful. Amen. That address there on the right-hand side is for you. There's thousands of message books in there. I think over 40 titles of the message. And I'm just really thankful that God has provided this for us. And, um, and this, this you can see, I think it's the anointed ones at the end time is one of the messages on the left. And then... One on the right is things that are to be. And um, I'm just so thankful that this is going to be in your hands. Amen. Amen. Well in time before Christmas. Amen. Yes. So you'll be able to rejoice. And this is their church. This, we've ministered there. We've um, preached at Brother Yasik Wallach's church. And you can see the boxes in any study. And they've made other rooms just full of these boxes and books that they give out freely. To, to the, they didn't charge us for these books. They're coming free. We just paid the postage and the, 
handling. And while uh, that was Saturday and, su- and then Sunday, and this is a senior pastor, Brother Andreas Ringen in, in Germany, that is offloading them and then loading them onto a truck that was sent to the port in Germany. And they're going to be on the boat here for the next few weeks to come and, and be a blessing to you. And I would like every person in our church and every visitor to have some message books. Amen. So this, this brother is a senior pastor. I mean, he just spoke at a convention in, uh, this last week, hundreds and hundreds of believers, and that they would even have time for us. They would even have time for us to be able to sit, put the message into our hands is a wonderful thing. Amen. Let's go back to Isaiah 65. I wanted to give you those announcements. I believe they'll be a blessing to you. I, I, I also wanted you to know, I'm sorry, uh, Brother Jake uh, Hofer and myself and Brother uh, Steve Clark and others that are helping us in the financials of our church. We met on Friday morning and went over our budget and the projection. Now we've been two years in our church, and I just want to thank all the givers uh, from the bottom of our hearts. I wanted to thank each one of you for what you've done and our Canadian givers and those outside of the church or that are streaming, but also the local assembly to each one of you that are so faithful in your giving, uh, so faithful to have a little church like we've had uh, be so successful for two years and have ministry and local ministry and to support what God is doing is a real blessing. I mean, as I've already mentioned, Sister Charity in, in, the, in, to, in the lawn, and she just does that so unselfishly. Uh, the cleaning, the media brothers are so uh, developing and changing. I don't know if you've noticed some of the different things throughout the building, and many things go unknown to, to us that are here live, but to the streaming audience and to others, it's such a blessing to our musicians, to so many that sacrifice. I wanted to thank you for your service. And it doesn't go unnoticed to the Lord Jesus. And if we don't say enough to thank you, I'm sorry. Today I want to say thank you. And I want to say thank you by preaching a good message for you. Amen. And Isaiah chapter 65, as we pray together, as we enter into a new season and a new time, as we... um, Come into the book of Isaiah and you see uh, the, the, the new heavens and the new earth that's been promised for us. And the former shall not be remembered nor comes into mind. It gives the, the, the human, the Christian, a strength. It gives us hope. It gives us faith to press on. Because a new season or another season speaks of a period of time that's down here on earth. But one day it's all going to be over. One day the the Lord is going to come and catch the bride away. And we we don't want to be found here on the earth during the time of a tribulation. The three and a half years that that we're going to be at our marriage supper is not going to be a time to be on the earth. What's happening with Hamas and Israel is only just a little taste of what's going to happen globally. All the talk about nuclear war and and Magog and Gog and Armageddon and all the the powers of hatred that's going to be unleashed on this earth when the bride leaves is going to be an incredible insanity. 
Is that true? You, you talk about anxieties and fears and suicide and all the negative things that people are trying to deal with and cope with with their drugs and their alcohol, whether it's prescription drugs or illegal drugs or maybe it's a sports drug. You know, they'll spend a whole Saturday, you know, just drinking in or a whole Sunday on, on drug, on the drug of sports. Or I, I was reading this morning about fashion and, and how it speaks about that in the, in the scripture and Brother Branham spoke about that fashion is not eternal fashion passes away the fashions of this world will pass away the only thing that's eternal is our mighty God the only thing that's eternal is the word of God latch your heart your heart and your soul on the word of God but while we're here there are seasons there are seasons to our lives Many work and, and have maybe careers. They have trades, more, more in Canada where there's trades and things, but many people labor and have jobs in their work and in their time of life, but it won't always be like that. Hallelujah. I got a few amens and hallelujahs, but it won't always be where you're going to be working and toiling by the sweat of your brow. It won't always be like that. Some go to school and some attend school. They have classes even from little children and they have studies in the younger grades and they have middle school and we have high school and then into college or into university. There's different seasons of, of schooling but it's not always going to be like that. You don't need a college degree to make it to heaven. He's not going to ask for a university degree or what were your grades in high school. The, the angels aren't going to be recording your SAT grades or what you, how smart you are or you know, how illiterate you might be. We are going to another season where things of school don't matter. And I really felt impressed this morning by the Holy Spirit. You that do attend college or future or, or further education or university. Be very mindful, especially at this season of, of, our, of what we're going through. All the woke and all the anti-cinemism and all the negative things about Christianity. I, I've seen really lovely ladies go to school and by the end of it all they have been so raped. Uh, of their thoughts and of their love for the Lord and they used to be tender and they used to be in the presence of God just a few years of school and, and what they are teaching against the word of God and philosophy I have seen I have personally witnessed churches in the message young men growing up and, and are lovely young men and yet you put them in university or college and, and pretty soon they're denouncing the message and some become turned against God and become atheists and I know what I'm talking about God restore the word back into our hearts that, that we are training one another for another season. I, I know that we put pressure on one another. I know that there's a pressure to live and provide and all these things. But there ought to be a spiritual underlying passion as our brother Steve has been ministered on. There ought to be a zeal of the Holy Spirit that is like fire in our bones. 
that we have to work and we go to school. And I'm not speaking that we don't uh, go to these things. Uh, uh, my sons both went to university. My daughter went just to the, to the school right down the road from here. I'm not speaking negative about that. I graduated from high school. But I'm speaking about another land and another place and another season. That all of those things are helping us get through a period of time. But I am not of this world. You are not of this world. And everyone wants to be identified with the winning team and, and the team that's winning and, the, and all of that. But friends, we need to be on the Lord's side. And we need to be on the Word side. Because in this present world, it is very much against and opposed and negative and dark. There's a few of us, less than a hundred in this room right here. But I guarantee you, we are a, a minority in Bellingham. We are a minority in Whatcom County. If you would take the whole state of Washington, how many believers are actually believing for the rapture and believing for the change? Our hope must be more than in our work. Must be greater than in our school. I know that health challenges, and I'm speaking about a season of our lives sometimes, we can be really strong and healthy. Seems like things can go good for a long time and, and things, but some struggle in their bodies. Some struggle with their health. Some of you struggle with your health. There's just issues. There's things, even from a child, a little girl or a little boy maybe, or that was passed on through DNA. That even with the Holy Ghost and even being born again, people struggle with things. I was thinking about the things that happen to people during their lifetime that can cause them to live warped and, and, and kind of bowed as it was. Not necessarily their own choice, but it's what they were around or what happened to them. And I want to speak today from behind this pulpit and say, it won't always be like that. You won't always be tormented. You won't always be dealing with the pain of what happened or an issue or something was said against you. Today I'm speaking a message about another season and another time that we are going to a new body. Amen. We are going to a body. We are going to a mind. We are going to a theophany that's going to become a glorified, glorified body. Where you are His joy. Brother Todd, you are his joy. And in Jerusalem is his joy. I'm not speaking about a city in Israel. That's the Jews. That, the Israel has their allotted uh, um, time. And they have the Gentiles nation. Uh, I'm just speaking about the Gentiles and the Jews for a moment. The Gentiles, because I think most of us are Gentiles today. Those that we minister to mostly are Gentiles. God deals with the bride and He deals with the church individually. Let's all say individually. It's not a, a church thing. It's not a global bride thing or a movement. This is individuals. This is what God is doing individually. Then it becomes localized. Then it becomes global as the bride marches on. But to the Jews, God deals with Israel as a nation. God deals with them as a group. But He deals with you and I as individuals. So don't, don't in your time of decision, in your season, just be careful that it's the Holy Spirit leading you. 
And not just your family strain or a church spirit or, or spirits that they affect bodies and movements in the message. But this has got to go beyond our culture. As we speak about a season or seasons of change, remember that a season is just a period. It's just a term. It's just a spell. It's just a time of your life or a time of the year. It could be a specific time. It could be really good today. You might be really happy. You might have woke up today without a flu virus or without a certain thing struggling. But there might be others that are in a season of time. But I'm speaking also about you and your own life. That there's changes that go on within our experience with the Lord. There's things that must change and, and that are more revolutionized, meaning we don't want to get into a rut, but we've got to be willing to adjust ourselves, be able to amend and make alterations. And I pray the Lord would make alterations too. I think one of the ministers mentioned about that, trying to put on someone else's coat. And we want to put on the coat of the Word or, or the garment of the Word and... And if there's excess, then, hey, let's look in the mirror and say, you need to lose weight. Let's not justify all the things we're doing that's not balanced. Do I preach like this right now? No, we've got to be willing to alter, be willing to change. Be willing to look beyond the now and say, the future needs me. My family needs me. Our church needs me. You know, I think if more people had that revelation that the church is the body, is the congregation, that we'd respect it different. This church needs me. I'm getting into your thoughts right now. If you'd start to actually believe it like that, and we come early, we prepare ourselves, we would do more for the body. It's not what can the body do for me, but it's at this season of my life, I just read the last few days of a real star uh, player that used to be famous and still is, but he's retired now, and he was just talking about his life. He's turned gray now, and his beard and things. And it's not speaking about all the drama and trying to make the points and be the top and be the best. It's not always thinking about, but as you come to another season of your life, you're looking for more peace. You're looking for family. You're looking to have more things in your life be more balanced instead of being erratic all the time. That might have been a season of your life where you took more chances and you went out on a limb. But there's other times in your life when you needed to be more settled. And it's not that it's bad or one that is good. It's just another season. And God help us to be balanced today. You've come to another season of your life. This is spoke all throughout the scripture, and I'm not going to read all of these scriptures, but right from the book of Genesis, it speaks about signs and seasons and days and years. In the book of Psalms, it speaks about the appointed of the moons and the seasons. In Daniel, it speaks about the changing of the times and the seasons. He removeth kings. Do we believe this verse? And setteth up kings. If the Lord tarries another year... We would have been past the elections. The Lord already knows who's going to be voted in as president or vice president. It's not our business to always be worried about politics. All right? 
Some of them are more fanatical about my vote counts and I'm going to get out and vote. And did you vote? Then sometimes we are as believers. Amen. You count. I'm talking spiritually, but I'm trying to jump ahead to a year from now if the Lord would tarry. It's the Lord that allows certain people to be in office or, or out of office. It's the Lord that already knows these things. In Acts, it says, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons. Those things are in the power of our Father. So is adoption in the power of our Father to discern whether the son or the daughter is age enough or mature enough. It's not when we're ready to run in and ask for the keys. It's not when we're ready to run in and ask for a ring. No, it's when the Lord says, I'm going to give you a gift. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul said, but of the times and seasons. It almost sounds like a paradox. Acts 1 says, it's not for you to know the times or seasons. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul said, but of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. So there is a time to emphasize times and seasons. There's a time to, after two years in our little church to look back and thank the Lord for what He's done. And to ponder and to meditate and to be mindful of the ministry that God provided for two full years. Locally and then the visiting ministers. This church is rich today because of what the Lord has ministered to you. And I thank the Lord for that. But that, that was last weekend we were kind of acknowledging that season and that time. This is now Sunday following. There has to be a vision. There has to be a church that has vision going forward. If the Lord would tarry another year. If the Lord would tarry another five years. Where are we going here? What is the, what is the burden for our little church? And it's important that as you come into another season and even before that you prepare for that. I know that this photo is familiar to our church, but I wanted to show it again and let you know that in the same tree, in the same tree, I'm sorry brothers, in the same tree, you have summer, you have fall, you have winter, and then you have spring. It speaks of a new season, a different period, a different time. This is all part of your life. We've said it before. I'll say it again. Don't get stuck in a season. Don't keep always wishing that you were in summer and that you were on the beach somewhere where it was 80 or 90 years old and your flip-flops are barefooted. And We can always dream and fantasize and think life would be better in another place or another season. But I say, God, help us today. Help me today to be contented with the season that you have allowed. You have allowed the calendar to turn. You have allowed me once to be single, but now you that are married, to be contented in your marriage. It was part of my morning devotion this morning, Brother Mark, to read in Corinthians where Paul talked about that. And you that are married, don't be seeking to be unmarried. If you're married, don't leave your wife. Don't leave your husband. That's not right. You're not thinking right. You're thinking, you say, but I've come to a season and I'm unhappy, I'm unfulfilled, I'm not this and that. Maybe the, your partner or your spouse is unhappy or unfulfilled. Paul said, don't leave your spouse. Don't leave your mate. 
It's not always greener on the other side of the fence. Many times it's Satan's way. And, and, and friends, this generation has been groomed by all of their television. It was television before. Where now it was the producers that actually produced what the people saw. Now it's the individual gets to choose what they want to see. We have gone by leaps and bounds in what it was 30 years ago when you sat down and watched uh, some movie or some video. Now you have a choice. What do you want to watch tonight? Now you have a thousand different choices. You can go here. You can go there. And AI has so streamlined it to your cell phones and your devices where if you like hunting, that's what's going to come up. If you're a lady and you've looked up, you know, different kinds of boots and dresses and hair, that's what's going to come up. I don't have that come up on my feed. I haven't been searching in those things. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. There was a pastor, some of you might have heard about it, that committed suicide this past week because he was cross-dressing and somebody taking photos of him like, dressed like a woman and then it became public and he took his own life. It wasn't a pastor of the message. I'm just saying, what are people feeding on? That's what they're feeding on on a Sunday. That's what's going to happen in the church. I say, God, let the revival and the word of God be strong within our church. Just cut away things that we don't need. You don't need that for the rapture. You don't need that type of nature you've been feeding on or something. You just can't get deliverance from it. Instead of being upset at the preacher for going there, be thankful that the preacher went there. Be thankful that God said it out there publicly. Oh, you say, I felt embarrassed. I I feel ashamed. Well, we all feel embarrassed. We all feel ashamed. Remember, we're uh, in in time message tabernacles like a hospital. I I saw Brother Bill Lamb today. We need to pray for Brother Bill. Amen. He came in today and blew off all the leaves and got the house all warmed up for us. And then I let him go home when he got here. I'm like, you need to go home. Some of you are quiet. Amen. He came here and, and God has got it ready and I released him. Amen. And I pray that God will rest him right now. Amen. He's streaming this service. May the angel of the Lord come by his little house there. May the angel of the Lord come by Custer today. and Just touch his brow and let him know that we appreciate him. And by his stripes, by his stripes he is healed. But when I went in to see him on Wednesday night to the ER, the hospital, those gowns, they're not beautiful. Sister Becca, I kept adjusting it and pulling it up for him. He had all kinds of monitors and things and plugs, and and I just kept moving it up for him. It's embarrassing. It's like, get me out of here. It's like, okay, let's let the test go by. Sister Orondo will take you home. Amen. Do you all remember that? He, He said to come here and tell the church that I'm doing great. I tell you, we need more people than in that season of their lives that they're positive. I'm speaking about another season. And we can all be guilty of being negative in our season. And no matter what state we find ourselves in, we ought to be saying, Lord, I'm here to draw strength from your word today. Help me in my season. Can you pray that today? Please don't make church a one-way thing. This isn't a one-way. This ought to be, Lord, help me in my season. Help me in my time, Lord. Help me to breathe in your word and be changed in my season. What season are you in today? Can I ask a personal question? 
You say, I'm in a lean time. I'm in a winter time. As we drove by Mount Baker, Sister Elizabeth, and saw all the snow on Mount Baker, that's totally different than a couple months ago when some of you were hiking up there. Or we drove, you know, different visitors to the top. That's closed now. I'm staying with my message. That road is closed today. You can't go there today. Oh, you say, well, I'm just going to do this until I can go there. Well, you've probably got, you know, a few months. Probably next June until you can drive up there. Well, then, then all of this winter, I'm just going to pull in and don't anybody call me Friday night, Saturday night. I'm just going to pull into my cocoon, pull all the wagons together. We're just going to have game nights every so-and-so night and this other. And, you know, we're just going to gain 38 pounds and... You know, I'll see you next June when I can drive up to Artist Point. And are you serious? What if the rapture happens? I mean, there's more to life than driving up to the top of the mountain. I said that road is closed today. And sometimes God closes roads or closes situations in your life to let you know there's another path. There's another job. There's another relationship. You say, I lost some friends this past year. Well, God must have some other friends for you. Some friends that will be spiritual and not be passing you drugs or passing you alcohol or texting you off-color jokes. But, uh, amen, I'm talking about all of our lives that we can have men and women of courage around us. That I, thank you for that scripture, brother. Thank you, Brother James, for giving me that question. Brother James asked me questions. Amen. And, and, and a lot of times I'll say, I don't know. I don't have the answer. He asked really good questions. God. I'm not the Bible answer man. I'm sorry. And I'm not the type of person to make up an answer either and make it all look like I know it. I'm sorry. Some of you ought to say, thank you, Lord. Amen. If you don't know, just say you don't know. Amen. In this fall time, I was driving down the road and there was just leaves falling all over the place. On my windshield, on the side of the road, we're in another season. We're in another time. If you would drive down to Mount Vernon today, which, by the way, I bring you greetings from Brother Jason DeMars that was driving up from Seattle and he said, I'm in Mount Vernon. And, oh, I'll meet you in Linden. So I met him for a few minutes in Linden. He sends his love and greetings. Hey, he was preaching in Canada today, and I, he expresses his love to you. But if you would go down to Mount Vernon and look for the tulip fields, and I say, I want to see the beauty. I just want to see the beauty of the tulips or the daffodils. I just want to see uh, life to be a certain way. You're going to be disappointed. It's going to be muddy. It's going to be standing water. It's going to be a fields of mud. Sometimes our expectation and God's will for our lives is not the same. And we need to be contented with God's will for our lives. Just be happy if you drive to Mount Vernon that those ugly brown fields will bloom again. They will bloom again. Just give us March and those daffodils will come out earlier. Then the, then, the, then the tulips will come. There will be another spring. There will be another spring. 
I, I hope this is getting across to you today that the season of your life that you're in, it won't always be like that. Turn and look to your neighbor and say, it won't always be like this. It won't always be like this. Even financially, how many of you this week have thought about what type of food you're going to eat? What kind of clothes you're going to wear? Hello? What kind of clothes we're going to wear? You know, many times you can tell the change of a season by the clothes a person wears. From short sleeves to long sleeves. I'm staying with my message. Amen. I wrote this down in my office. We go and, and now we're putting on coats. We're putting on sweaters. Some of you putting on boots and things and scarves and hats. Because there's been a change of season. You must acknowledge the season that we're in. It's true, friends. Even in the Word, you've got to acknowledge that we've got to go to a greater depth and a, a higher height and, and, and to go places that you've never been before causes you to get uncomfortable sometimes. Some of you've got to leave the way you've been taught or what you've been under. You've got to come out from underneath that and be the person that God has called you to be. Not the pastor you used to be under, be like him. You need to be like Jesus. You don't need to be like Brother John. You need to be like Jesus. You don't need to be like the pastor's wife. You need to be like what you are. And your color of eyes and, and your curly hair, your straight hair. You're in a season of your life. How many of us even this week have talked and even thought about financial things? Housing and maybe renting or purchasing or your mortgage or transportation, the tires or, or the cars or the issues or what kind of car are we going to get for this event or for that event. You know, we're not home. I'm traveling, so i got to get another car. It's because that will be in another season of your life. And you're making preparation. You can't just show up, you know. You can't just show up. Some of us have just showed up today and we need to say, God, help us. To be ready for the season that we're in. And you look at a person's clothes. You know, if someone ran outside when it was all cold and snowy, maybe freezing weather, maybe like in Edmonton or up even further north, where, you know, if they would run outside in this type of weather, that's cold and snowy, and they just run outside with little clothes on, you might think, are they crazy? Is that true? Or you would say something's gone wrong. Maybe there's a fire in their kitchen. So she ran outside real quick. I'm giving them the shadow of a doubt. They ran outside with no clothes on because their kitchen was on fire. They just ran out in their underwear. You say, they're crazy. They lost their mind, Brother Miles. Well, they probably did. But I'm speaking about for you and I, it would be that they're not matching the season that they're in. Their clothes is not matching, even in the summer. And I, I say, God, give us a word, revelation of what Brother John's talking about today. Because even in Phoenix, Brother Branham talked about this and thinking of death and the leaves and leaves hanging on a tree, how it serves a purpose. You and I are hanging on a tree of life after we accept Christ. And after a while, when the season changes, life goes out of that leaf down into the root comes back again next year bringing a new leaf. 
Are some of you sad that it's fall time? Are some of you sad that, Sister Renee, you are? Amen, some? Yes? You say, I'm sad a little bit to see the, the leaves falling down. Sister Elaine, Sister Michaela live on Front Street there with Sister uh, Marianne. I'm sure there's all kinds of leaves down Front Street. It's, not, it's different than in another season. It's another time you consider, even in the summertime, if it's hot and humid and sweaty, of a person to walk out and, and, and get a scarf on and get a big, big heavy coat on and a big hat and big thick stockings and big boots. You come walking out and everybody... And it's not a hot flush. It's, a, it's another flush. Turn the air conditioning on. Whew. No, we're talking about the weather and you put on a big coat and put on a scarf. And you're looking around at everybody else saying, you're weird. And they're looking at you saying, you're weird. It's because they're not dressing for the season. God help us to be responding appropriately in this time of the rapture message. In the season of change. Look at yourself as a leaf that's hanging on the tree of life. We Christians who believe in Christ have eternal life and hanging on the tree of life. But someday this old leaf will drop off and return back to God that give it only to come again in another season. This is what Brother John is trying to get you to today. A new season. Another season. This season we are divided. We're men and women. And all it is is a seeding season. The tree continually year after year to bear record and testimony of the living God. God, may my life today be stamped with an image. I am here as a believer. As the Ploucher young man said, on the, he's on, on Fox News and all kinds of news. I saw the Ploucher brothers from Montana. They're, they're on all kinds of news. They're on headline news in America and in Israel. I saw the top news in Israel. There's the Ploucher boys. And there's those brothers from Montana with their big hats and their big boots and everything. But when it came down to interview him, they said, you're not even Jewish. You're not even Jewish. No, we are believers. That's what they said. We are Bible believers. I thought, praise God. Amen. Thank God for the Ploucher boys. Amen. They went to another country, paid their own way, and they're, they're, on, they're on mainstream news media saying, I'm a, a believer. I'm a Bible believer. Some of us can't hardly do that in church. I'm a Bible believer. You know, we don't know what you are. But there they are in another country with bombs going off. And I don't even know how they got in there, Brother Steve. They got in there. And they're helping on plantations and the farmers. Bless them, Lord, today. On mainstream media, they're saying we're Bible believers. We're Christians. God bless them today. Help me to be the type of believer that in my season I'm willing to give forth an odor of the Lord Jesus. Let me go back and finish that quote there on the bottom where it talks about that we're in a seeding time on a tree continually year after year to bear record and testimony of the living God. My whole purpose of being here is to be a believer. I'm a Christian on the inside and on the outside. And God help me to bear it more on the outside. God help me to be more of a blessing than an offense. God help me to be more of a, of a giver than a taker. 
Let my life now be consecrated, Lord, to thee, that I might be a dwelling place. I saw a brother minister today over in, in Africa in a, in behind a pulpit of Brother Gideon that passed away in February. Here we are, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, without a pastor. Hundreds of people. And he just made a comment. He said he, he's been promoted to a place where we are preparing to go. I thought, my, that was wisdom of that visiting minister to just give strength to a congregation that's hurting and that needs comfort to say that your pastor was promoted to a place where we are desiring to go. And I thought, God, give us more ministers like that. That It's not just pointing to the man, but is actually pointing to his life that he's been promoted. He's been promoted. Welcome. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Don't cry for me and weep when I'm gone. Just be happy that God has allowed a certain season of our lives to be together. And then that God has something greater for you. I'm, I hope that the ministry of the word changes some of our lives. Amen. That, that Brother John's not just talking about my own self or how I believe, but... The baton is being passed globally from an older generation to the new generation in the message. Stop dropping the baton and stop getting into the same old lingo as what was in denominations. Let's grow beyond that, friends. Can the church say amen? I'm here to encourage every person. And I know it's November and it might get more difficult through the winter financially, even with what's happening in America and the interest rates and all of that. But I'm, God help our church to look beyond just our food and our clothes and our housing and our transportation. God give us eagle vision to be able to say today, it won't always be like this. You might have to do what you're doing to make it through life. But make sure when you clock out of this life that you're in another body. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Encourage the person that sits next to you or down the same row or in the same church or in the same house or community to serve the Lord Jesus. I think that's part of our responsibility is put the focus on the Lord Jesus. Don't always think about... For of such things do the Gentiles always seek after is what we're going to eat and where we're going to go for lunch. Now I'm getting down to our service and what kind of coffee I'm going to have and you know where we're going to go and what's going to happen and our tires and my truck and my car and my rent and my payment and how are we going to do it and how are we going to do it and I can't hardly sleep at night. My health, my this, my finances, my relationship and many times we're spinning in an area that if we believe the word that when we're on this side None of this is going to come into our mind. All the struggles, all the pain, all the separation, all the cultural barriers and all the ways that we are in our lifetime. Just talk to Brother Mackman for a little bit, where he was born or Sister Tanya and where they were born and what they've gone through and how they've immigrated and how they've served and how they've served and how they've served. 
and they, this group and that group. I'm just willing, Brother Mackman, for you to sit and breathe a little bit. Amen. They have served. They have given. They have come early. They've, they've opened doors. They have closed doors. God bless you today, Brother Mackman. And their children. And their grandchildren. It's not just Brother Mackman as an 18-year-old young man over in Uzbekistan or over in another country. Now he's raised his children. They're older now. Now he's got grandchildren. He's in another season. Just talk to Sister Ariana today. I think she stepped out. But this is her day to be here today. And then she's going to go and be married very soon. She's in another season. I'm communicating with her fiancé last night on another level about another subject that a year ago we never would have talked about. We're in another season. Can the church say amen? You are in another season. We don't like to talk about it sometimes. We don't like to talk about this and that. But it's important as believers that we be mature. Whether you're single today in your relationship or lonely. Maybe you're married and maybe you're still lonely. Maybe your marriage has become broken. Maybe it's a good marriage. Maybe you're satisfied and fulfilled and wish that on everyone else that they had a relationship like you have. That's wonderful. That's good. In all of our relationships though, it won't always be like that. Your relationships won't always be like that. Savor the good times. Give yourself to your family. We haven't made it public yet, but Brother, Brother Josiah and Sister Katie is going to be moving away in a few weeks. This is their last moments with the Ahos and with us as a church. We thank you, Brother Josiah and Sister Katie. But we're not here clamming a hold of you and this and that and why and this. Have we even had a long meeting about it, Brother Josiah? We let them go. We, we let one another go. We, we hold one another loosely. Does the church understand? We, we have no authority to dictate one another's lives. But while we are together, we want to be positive and be the Lord Jesus. I want to say this today. It won't always be like this in our lives. It, there won't always be wars. There won't always be struggles. You're going to wake up in a millennium one day for a thousand years and there'll be no wars for you. No front page headlines for you. You're going to be in a, in a place where there, where there is no wars and fightings. And maybe we don't preach on it enough, Brother Steve. I don't know. I'm not the type of person to hang people over hell. On a thread. I, I'm different. I, I tend to speak more about heaven and our new bodies and the word. And give people something to rise up to. I'm sorry. That's just how I've made up. And that's also what I've seen has been successful in the message. Is ministry that can preach where the people ought to be. Instead of where they're not all the time. And, and they encourage the people. Instead of getting down on them about their giving. Or why aren't you giving? Or you come And just bless the people for giving. And thank you for those that are giving. And if someone's in the church and they're not giving. That will convict their heart. And say oh I need to give my tithe. Or I need to give some offering. Hello friends. The more we go along you'll find out more from your pastor. That's just the way we are. I'm not going to dig down in and, and speak for three weeks on tithes and offerings. Well, I got really quiet there. 
We're not going to do that, even though it's important for tithes and offerings. But it's not really an issue in our church. You've given more in the last two years than a lot of big churches do. Because you have been trained right. You're believers. And you're here to help unbelievers and make believers to create an atmosphere that they become believers. There will not be wars in heaven. There will not be struggles in heaven. There's not going to be one section that suffers with pornography and another section that's the drinker section and the doper section. And this group never got delivered from drugs. No, we're here for God to work out those things within our lives. We are here now for God to work out those things with fear and trembling lest we offend somebody. God put us into another season and another time. I was listening to questions and answers on the seals this week. I I listened to the sixth seal because I was interested with what Brother Branham would say about the tribulation and about the Jews and the Gentiles and then it it moved on over into questions and answers and I was really encouraged. But at one point, Brother Bradham began to speak. Can I continue a few more minutes? He started speaking about people living off of their past reputation or their past experience or what they've gone through and they start living off of their past. That can be good and it can be negative. And he began to speak about our nation, America, and how we're drawing taxes, if that statement is right, off of the currency, off of the tax money of 40 years from now. This was 1963. It would have been 2003, which it's nothing but the truth. It's just continued to go down, down, down. And talks about the gold, and he speaks about the gold standard. We've done spent it. We're broke. We don't have any money. And we're only living off of a past reputation. Would you agree that's what our nation's doing? It's constantly a debt ceiling and the votes and the votes. And it's this month and then a few months. And then if you don't pass this and it's it's kicking the rock down the road. That's all they're doing, friends. They're just kicking the can down the road for some future generation to deal with it. It ends in bankruptcy. It ends in a tribulation. It ends in Rome stepping in saying, I'll pay it all off. Y'all notice how silent the Pope has been in Russia and all of this nonsense and, and Russia and Israel just silent, just saying a few words. You know why they're silent? They're just letting the world run their countries into the ground. And one day they'll step out there and be the Savior. We'll just have a global economy, have a global market. Just have it, let it be. We'll take it over for you. He continues to say that's what the church is doing today. Watch how quick he went from the church, sorry, from the world, from the America to the church. That's what the church is doing today. The church, not the bride. The church is living off of a past reputation. It got back yonder under the ministry of the lion time. Do you remember lion, ox, man, and eagle? We're in the eagle age. He's talking about a church getting stuck back in a lion age. You can get stuck back in an ox age. You can get stuck back in a man age. Come on, friends. People get stuck in a season. And it comes across their pulpits. It comes in their Sunday school. It comes in their young people. God help all of us. You can't live in a lion anointing. 
We can't always be We can't always be like that. We can't always be screaming and yelling. They live in a lion time. Or an ox time. You can't keep always bringing ox messages to the church and have everybody at the altar every service. It's not a balanced church. You can't do that. It's not right. It's not normal. Come on, friends. I mean, well, every service. we go, I've preached in churches where every service they have an altar call. I've, I've preached in churches like that. You know what we had when the Brother John preached? We had an altar call. Because that's how the people go. That's what they expect. That's what they want. Come to the altar. Come to the altar. Some of you are kind of thinking that's good. Because none of you are uh, the rest of the days of the week all down on your knees going like this 24-7. It's not normal. There's a time to be in prayer. There's a time we all, we all should be at the altar more, okay? I believe in the altar. I mean, what do you want me to say? But it's not balanced for us to have a church that's always an ox anointing. You'll drive the church into the ground. We're not made to be ox bearers all the time and sing songs that are da, 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 da. It's not right, friends. Say, well, I kind of lean that way. Well, God will bring some lion song leader or some lion, somebody to sing a special. And you'll be like, whoo, your hair will be going backwards. He's like, whoo, I'm glad they're a visitor. No, you're not. You, you needed that to wake you up a little bit. Finally got a smile out of some of you. Amen. Say, I kind of lean toward the man anointing, where they're a little bit more intellectual. They just stand and they never take their suit coat off. You know, they just, they teach, they teach. At one hour, they cut right off. Well, that might be fine and wonderful. But not everybody leans that way. Not everybody leans toward teaching. Good teaching in a church leads to a dry church. Good teachers in the message that become pastors for churches is usually drier. Non-responsive. God help us, Lord, to have a balance. We need to be living under the eagle anointing. Where it's all of those anointings rolled into one. There's a time an eagle will just be sitting there, sitting there. We, we have them all around our community. You ought to be able to agree with this. They'll be sitting there, sitting there, and all of a sudden... And it goes, and it goes, and it goes, and it's... There's a time to sit. There's a time to rest. There's a time to pull back and examine and have a meeting and reflect. But you can't always be living in a meeting room. You can't always be discussing it. Lord, help us, Jesus. Maybe you're in a season of your life where God's trying to get you uncomfortable to get out of the nest. Be an eagle. There's a time for all this, but... You start living off of a past reputation under another ministry that was in your past. People saying, we are the church. We are the mother church. We started. That's right. It's living off a reputation. Methodist is living off of their reputation. I'm, I'm hoping some in our church will be real spiritual right here. Methodist lives off their past reputation. Baptist is living off their reputation. Pentecost is living off of theirs. Oh, glory to God. A long time ago when the saints used to dance in the spirit and how the Lord done this and that. That's something past. We've all got big now, brother. Oh, my. See, all past 
reputations. And I'm not going to stop there. Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal, message. We can get to where we're building off our reputation. Or the good old years and how we're so strong. And we, we were the first. We did it the best. And if you do it different from us, you're out. It's a, it's a, it's a pattern. It's a pattern. It's past reputation. Let me bring it down to you as a person. You can't just be living off your reputation. What happened years ago, whether it was good or whether it was bad, you, you can't always be looking back in my past and my reputation. You might have a good reputation. Brother John can't live off of my years before, the years I was faithful before. Okay, I'll preach about Brother John. I was faithful for years. I've been faithful in the good times and the bad times. Churches where there's hundreds and hundreds and churches where there's just a little. I'm supposed to be standing here this morning preaching this. I can't be unsettled, just, you know, now, you know, what are we going to do? And I'll go back to be an evangelist. That was in the past. I can't be living off my reputation. And it was good, by the way. But I can't live off of that. I can't live off of that. We're living off the now. Trying to help people to go forward. and Let's go forward in your season, in your time. You say, well, let me, let me just go somewhere for two minutes. Okay, well, my past is bad, or my reputation's been bad, or Brother John, this is bad, and I'm like one that was going from this and backsliding, and I got thrown off, and well, maybe it is bad. Are you going to live there? You're going to live with your face in the mud? Are you going to always be talking about, oh, I looked up and my glasses were this way and my blood was going this way and, oh, those bad, mean robbers. When I get well, I'm going to get a lawyer and go after them. Really? After all the Lord's done for you? Real love is praying for their souls. That's real love. Speaking about good about people that defame you. And would wish you were dead rather than alive. That something from your heart just loves them. Because they're not going in a rapture either if they don't have perfect love. But neither are you. But stop dwelling on that negative past reputation. Did we do okay? Two minutes is long enough to stay on that. This nation is living off of a past reputation what the forefathers was, and that's the reason we think we'll be saved. God never respected Israel on what they was, what they had been, what they was then. Notice now, here's what I think. This is the seals. What I think will take place. Now, it may not be so. I believe the time will come when we're forced to make the issue. This is a prophet. I believe the time will come when we're forced to make the issue. And when it will be that instead of us changing the currency, what would that do to Philip Morris? He's talking about the cigarette makers. Philip Morris. How many understand that? What would that do to the whiskey companies? Budweiser, Core, whatever. Brother Branham's bringing a parallel. You say, well, we don't smoke and we don't drink. Here's a prophet standing behind the pulpit trying to bring something spiritual to a church. 
It's not that he don't, I'm just going to pull the covers over my head and never talk about politics or never talk about what the world is doing. Or the people don't know who Philip Morris is. A prophet's talking about it. He's talking about whiskey. What would that do to the steel industry? What would that do to all of commerce? It would break them. They'd be broke. But if we can borrow that money, see how smart he is, then the nation sells out to the church and then the church and state is united together and there she comes. Does this church know that that's going to happen? America is not going to have a president that's going to bring it out to the American dream. It's on its way to a crash. You would do very good to invest more spiritually into your life and to people that are spiritual and godly. I'm just trying to encourage some of you that get disappointed in life and disenchanted with so many things. The bride cannot live off of a past reputation. It's time for a new season. It's time for revelation for you. And we're going to end where we started. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. And Lord willing, we might pick this up Wednesday night so that you'll know another season and another time and another place. Another season, another time, and another place. I was born for another season, for another time, for another place. Maybe if I say it enough, we'll believe it. You were born for another purpose. We heard about, so wonderful, Brother Madiba came in on Wednesday, and then Brother, Brother Samuel came in on, on the next two services and spoke, and then it was his wife that said, did you notice in their services Brother Madiba spoke? Oh, my, and you realize maybe he wouldn't have preached that if he would have known. But maybe our church needed to hear it again. Maybe our church needs to develop our spiritual senses and take note of these things. Maybe we could do better at provoking one another to righteousness more and not being offended. Well, you left another church and you left another church and you broke off of another relationship and you did that to some... Why would you do it again and think that it's more holy now? I'm giving you a space to think about it. Maybe some of you left another church and left another church and you moved here to go there because of this and when the same cycle comes around again, you're falling into the same trap and the same way that you thought before. It's time to break out of that. It's time to ask God, why did He put you on her? What is your purpose for? At this season. Not trying to break it all down, what happened 15 years ago, and put it all into a nice box and with little cubbies, and oh, I understand, and oh, my shoes go here, and my coat goes there, and you got little slots and hangers, and oh, we don't talk about that, so we throw it in there and close the closet, and everything's good. And it's not all good. It's like the Holy Spirit's looking beyond you, looking beyond you, and you feel so like, what? looking beyond me because he's looking into that closet you got things in your closet
You got things in your closet that he wants to be taken out so he can take you into rapture because he loves you. He loves you. And you're better than you were two years ago. You're a better person than you were five years ago to go back to the same wallow, the same Horrible, well, before it was physical pages, romance novels. Then it became soap operas. Now you can do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it. And God is saying, don't fall back into that trap. Don't pass that to the new generation. He's shaking some of your worlds to simplify. Let's get down to the basis of reading our Bibles, praying. I don't know of another pastor in the message that is having a pallet of message books sent to them in America from a third world country. I don't know of another pastor that's doing that. Most of their pallets go to Africa. They go to other countries that are third world, that are needy. I'm bringing it right here so that we can give it to you. I'm being real honest. When was the last time you sat down and read through a whole message and underlined it and and said, uh, shared it with your husband or with your wife, something God really spoke to you in the 10 minutes that you gave him. And it might sit there for three weeks on your counter. But it's things that are to be. Well, what do you want? Just a, a, a cartoon laying there for your children. Our grandchildren. Do they see Jesus in us? Do they even want what we got? I know we have visitors here today, but this is good home cooking. Amen. We're past two years now. We ought to be able to preach like this. Yep. Every service shouldn't be a revival service. <laughs> We're not here to cast devils out every service and every service, every demon and every devil. It's like I'm looking for you. I wouldn't blame you for leaving that church. You finally got to come to a place that as husband and wife, when you're married and you bear children and you raise children and you raise them, then you're talking today about marriage. Then you're talking about trying to help them get a job or get a career, trying to have a good relationship with the pastor so he can have be a reference for your daughter or your son. Not where I left this church and I left that church and this pastor and don't use them. Hello, friends. We need one another. We need a body. You don't work good by yourself and alone. You might think you do, but we need a body. Isaiah 65, I want you to see this before you go. If you read verse 1 to 16, it sounds kind of negative. In some places, it's, it sounds very negative, Brother Miles. I mean, it sounds seemingly very negative because he's speaking about the former things. And he's talking and, uh, about their iniquities. And he's talking about their rebellion. And, and verse 4, talking about graves. And talking about monuments and swine's flesh. And abominable things. And he's talking about people's life. And verse 5, things that were burning in people. Passions and desires and things that were not right. Verse 7, iniquities and it just went on and on and on. Maybe Sunday, or sorry, Wednesday, I'll get into this. How about people were blaspheming and different things? Verse 11 talked about people that were forsaking the Lord. 
But ye are they that forsake the Lord, that forget my holy mountain, that prepare a table, and he begins to speak. It sounds very negative. Verse 13, he talks about someone eating and but yet another group being hungry and servants drinking, but you being thirsty. He's talking about servants rejoicing, but you shall be ashamed. And a lot of us would want to close the Bible and say, that's a negative chapter. Let's, let's move on, please. Let's move on and try to be something better. And we get that way sometimes, not knowing that there's a season of, of life and who he's speaking to that... If you read something, let me just help someone here. It sounds negative. Ask the Lord to help you. He's not putting a magnifying glass on your weaknesses to say you're a bad person. He's trying to put that magnifying glass to let you know that you don't need that. That's displeasing. So just let it go. Just just drop it like this. Just drop it like a dead, ooh, I don't need that, Lord. I'm holding on to this. I'm holding on to this, a secret, I'm holding on to this. And maybe it's the season to go like this. I'm just going like this. I'm just, I don't need my car in the rapture. I don't need my, my bills aren't going to be here. All my bad, nasty texts aren't going to be there. All my emails all getting frustrated. There's not going to be a Kleenex box in heaven for someone that has a, a, bless you. There's not going to be that. We're going to be well. Hello, friends. There, there's not going to be a vaccine in heaven. There's not going to be a section that, oh, I got, I got a little draft because of the change of the weather. Oh, everybody's hacking over there. So we, don't come over here to the joy people. It's not going to be there, friends. You're part of the joy people, okay? Hallelujah. I love you today. There's not going to be any Kleenexes in heaven. And there's not going to be any Costco's either. And I don't think Starbucks either. Or maybe there is. Did you have a revelation? Woods coffee maybe, but not well. Okay, okay. A cruising coffee. Okay, well, maybe you make it better at home. That's wonderful. Don't get me going there, friends. Is there coffee in heaven? Is there chocolate in heaven? I don't know. Michaela, is there Dairy Queen in heaven? I mean, there's smoothies, blizzards, I don't know. I mean, all that you loved and ever loved you. Liel, I mean, is it going to be there? I mean, is is there going to be mochas in heaven? If you loved them? It won't always be like this. won't always be like this. You, you ought to just put that down in your heart today. It's not always going to be like this. And let that faith rise in your heart. I'm going to a better place. I'm not part of this negative part of Isaiah 65. Give me the last part of the chapter, please. It speaks about a new heaven and a new earth. I closed my Bible, so. A new heavens and a new earth. Give me that part of the word. I'll line myself up with that part of the scripture. I'll do whatever I got to do to make myself ready. Lord, we bow our heads today. If we were a home, Lord, and your prophet was speaking, maybe we would slip down to our knees just for a moment, maybe. 
And maybe we would just turn off the tape and something would begin to well up in our eyes and our hearts. And Lord, we feel so unclean living in this world. We, live, we, we feel sometimes so dirty when we hear a message like we know is true in the scripture and be in a good atmosphere and around people that seem so holy. Sometimes we wonder, do we really belong? I'll never be good enough. Sometimes we sit back in our chair sometimes and we wonder, am I always going to be sick, Brother John? Am I always under the weather? Am I always going to be like this? I pray today there would be a word spoken as it has been, that it won't always be like this. Lord, some in a few minutes are going to bend down under their chairs and pull out some crutches that they walked in on maybe. I pray that they would think twice about that before they do that. And they would say, God, I don't need this crutch no more. I don't need to be living off of this complex no more. This pain, this suffering, this war that goes on in my heart and my mind and my family and our strain, Brother John, you don't understand. Brother John, our family Thanksgivings and our Christmases, I just want to go and be in the woods somewhere, some might say. Just give me my four-wheeler and my gun and let me go out and be with the moose or the elk somewhere. Maybe some of our family gatherings have become like that. Just a lot of debating and trouble and God forbid cursing and talking bad about one another, stabbing one another. Our reputation, it's just kind of a strain we're in, kind of like the way we are, Brother John. This is the way it is at our house. Maybe Lord's saying it's time for another season, sister, brother. It's time for another year. It's time for another calendar turning. As we heard today in the scripture, there's times and seasons and different times spiritually that we're going through. Lord, I stand back from the pulpit today and realize not all the words that we say is for every single person. Maybe some had to weed through this and that and this quote or that scripture or that comment to try to get something today. But I pray that the Holy Spirit and the word, Lord, would come down and lodge deep down in our souls. That you would allow us to be strong and courageous. That the breath of healing would blow across the congregation and out across the internet. Some of our loved ones and believers here locally are at home. They're not doing well today. They're sick. I pray, Father, that you would visit them, Lord Jesus. We're in this building. We were able to drive and get up, Lord. Get up and go. Maybe someone's just struggling. Maybe someone came to the house of the Lord. Even through last weekend, maybe some came. And they had fever. Or they were coughing. I pray a blessing on them. Restore unto them their strength. Restore unto them their health. Restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Restore revelation to this church, Lord. 
Don't let it just be on book and tape form, but let it be in the hearts of men and women. Give us, Lord, that perfect love that would cast out all fears and move out all the, the doubts, Lord, and the, the hooky-spookies. Lord, we just came through Halloween. May none of that kind of stuff be hanging on to us, Lord. Can the church say amen? All the cobwebs, all the rest in peace and the little tombstones. We are not there. We have a new body. We're going to another place. We've been promoted to a place. And I pray that we down here on earth could be preparing for that place, Lord, to be ready. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, we shall be changed. Comfort one another with these things. Lord, in a few minutes we're going to shake hands and some are going to go out and drive out of the driveway. As I looked out of the office window today and saw them drive in and drive in and drive in, I pray a blessing, Lord, as they drive out and go out into their journey and go out into their season and go out into their relationships and go out into their jobs and go out into their schooling and go out into their home life, Lord, that you, Lord, would allow, Lord, your presence to move within our lives greater than ever before in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ at this season, at this time, at this junction. I'm committing the people to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can somebody say those words there? Thank you, Lord. Before you stand, can you just say thank you, Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Has he been faithful to you in your season? Has he been faithful to you in your seasons? Hallelujah. Let us stand then and sing this song for the glory of God. Hallelujah.